Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Anna Vocino. Anna, you're a comedian, voice actor, cookbook author of two books. You've got Eat Happy and Eat Happy Too. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Josh. Glad to be here. You know, but you actually do more than that. How many jobs do you, you wear a lot of hats, How many my jobs? friend? How many jobs do you have? <laughs> um, I, I'm so old. I remember a little sketch comedy show called uh, In Living Color, and they had this recurring sketch about uh, uh, people having so many jobs and like having 27 jobs. I feel like sometimes I have 27 jobs. Yeah. I, okay, here's the deal. I have worked in Hollywood for so long, and now I currently, you know, I work as a comedian. My husband and I do a dual stand-up act about marriage, and Mm. well, we used to tour quite a bit, but now Mm. everything's shut down. Um, I don't know how timely we're going to get with uh, what's going on in the world as we're recording this, but maybe we can talk about that. Um, But I have worked in Hollywood for so long, and it's just the nature of it is you can market yourself you can get really good. You can go out and do uh, open mics and get booked on shows, but ultimately you're kind of at the mercy of somebody saying yes to you. Mm-hmm. And I, in a way, we're all at the mercy of that. But once you kind of get things going, uh, you're still, you know, you're still kind of waiting for the phone ring. Did I get that part? Am I? Right. Are they going to hire me for this job? And and then when you get the part, it's very lucrative for sure. But then you might not work for like a long time. And it's a very, for me, a disempowering place to be. And I realized very early on exactly that I need to build businesses. So I would do the, the, the model of if I earn money from Hollywood stuff, I would go buy a piece of real estate or I would invest in the stock stock market. Like I would do that. And then eventually I started building up and being, becoming a content creator. And so that's, I always had blogged about food. I love recipes. I love cooking. And I was diagnosed with celiac in 2002, way before it was cool. (laughs) <laughs> you're a trend center, Anna. Trend I think center. it's because, oh, here's this gal from Hollywood. She's got celiac. Oh, it's, you know, so yeah, all, exactly. sudden, all your groupies. Who was it? want to be Who just was- like you. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, I think, was the first one to make it really cool because she was she was uh, on The View, you know, and diagnosed with celiac and everyone's like, what's gluten-free? And then it became a trend and everybody thought they would lose weight if they went gluten-free, which, by the way, is a myth. It's a total myth. Right. Um, but so I, I kind of was like, I'm a, I'm a person who turns her passions into ways to make money. And so when Vinnie Tordrich, who's my podcasting partner of the past eight years, came to me and said, let's start a podcast about fitness. And I was like, I know nothing about fitness, but I know about food and I'm a comedian. It wound up working out really well. And I just kept parlaying it into let's, well, let's write a cookbook. Okay, well, let's write another cookbook. Okay, well, let's keep putting content out there and, and build the business that way. Because frankly, I can be an old broad in Hollywood cooking recipes on camera. But you know how Hollywood feels about their mm. old broads. <laughs> I know. Um, it's an interesting place to be. Anyway. So when I think about, you know, this process of, you know, if you are an artist and you're performing and you're waiting for the phone to ring, like I, 
I see like three variables there. You've got, you know, the sheer number of exposures that you're doing to expose yourself. Right. Uh, Your at-bats have to be really high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then there is how masterful are you in your craft, like your raw talent. And then I think that third one is, you know, aside from just numbers, how well are you selling yourself in in that? And so if you were to say, okay, uh, if I were to divvy up 100% of all of your focus, I would say, you know, spend what percentage in which of those buckets? Well, how would you break that up? Well, I, I guess that would depend on an age thing. And I, I would actually add a fourth bucket, which mm-hmm. is availability. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just get jobs because you're available. For example, about five or six Saturdays ago, I was driving home from a book signing in San Diego and I was exhausted. And my agent, I'm supposed to go home, take a 15 minute power nap, get up, make some food real fast and take it over to my friend's house who I've, I've, I've canceled on dinner plans three times. So I cannot miss this dinner. You know, it's one of those where you're like, I'm going to be, I'm going to ruin the friendship if I don't show up this time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as I'm about to walk out the door, my New York agent calls me. So it's about 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. My New York agent calls me and says, um, SNL is looking for a fierce British voiceover. It's, okay, are you in front of the mic? Can you just read? And I said, sure. And so I said, I told my husband, who's very used to this, by the way, stop the car. I got to read and then I'll bring my mic with me. And so I read from here on my fancy mic back there. Yeah. I read from here, sent it in and I was like, you know, I, this is in the pocket of, of voiceover that I do. However, right. it's Saturday Night Live. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like, what is happening? So, but I brought the mic just in case. And as we were driving to Encino, my agent calls and goes, okay, I need all your paperwork because it's a union job. They have to have your paperwork and have you cleared that we need all your paperwork and we need this. And then the moment you walk into your friend's house, plug in that microphone, you're going to record it. They're going to call and direct you. And it's going to go on the air in a half an hour. so it's like again so that's why i say the fourth bucket is availability because sometimes you just get a job because you're the one who happens to be in front of the mic you're the one if you make yourself available to work you might get the job over somebody else listen talent is important so here's how i would answer your question on which one to focus when you're younger um make yourself as good as you can in whatever it is that you're trying to sell yourself at. You don't have to be an artist. I feel like that lesson applies. If you're creating content, if you are, uh, if you're writing something, if you're, you know, whatever, if you're getting good at sales, if you're building your business, get really, really good at it. And when you're young, look around and absorb as much as you can from everybody. Learn from them and figure out what they're doing wrong and you do it right. Like really mm-hmm. observe, really have those, those observation skills going and then keep taking action and keep, keep failing, honestly. I know it's, it's so trite. We keep hearing that, but you have to fail a million times. And when somebody tells me, you know, oh, I got fired from that or, oh, they dropped my podcast or I'm always like, great, good. That's making you better. It's making you stronger and you can move on to the next thing. Yeah. So I, I, for what you should focus on is get really good, undeniably great so that people have to say yes to you. You know, you bring up a couple of uh, like how we learn, right? So there's learn knowledge, you know, you just learn from, I'm listening to a podcast and, and it says do this. And so, I love doing oh, that. That's right, my favorite right. way to fill my time. 
Yeah. And then activity knowledge, like, okay, well, let me just test this and see how it goes. Uh, then modeling knowledge, you know, you look at like, well, okay, what's Anna done? And I'm going to follow and do what she did. And hopefully if I do what she do, I should get similar results. Makes sense. And then teaching knowledge, of course, when now the, you know, the student becomes a teacher and you internalize it in a way that is um, a lot more impactful. Um, so Anna, um, obviously, you know, you're, you're, I think you were very smart early on to uh, di- diversify. And yeah. I think particularly, you know, as we have been going through and as of when we're recording this, like we just kind of started the lockdown, you know, yeah. lockdown, mm-hmm. and, you know, in terms of- It's like day three, distancing. four. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of industries that are impacted in a very, yes. very big way. And if you yes. have everything and you bet it all on black, and you're in an industry that got disrupted uh, because of uh, the pandemic. Uh, it sucks. I know yep. it sucks. And um, I think that that's one thing. Again, I, I think because you're diversified and it doesn't mean that you are a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. I mean, you really have some great yeah. systems going in multiple places. Yes. And so listen, if Hollywood shut down for a little while, that's okay. Which, yeah, by the way, stuff to do. Which, by the way, it is. I mean, I, I'm used to working from home for voiceover, so that's great. Comedy is completely shut down. We will not be performing. We've had, we've had to cancel tons of shows. We just, we're supposed to do this awesome show in New York uh, that we are producing. My husband and I are producing it and performing in with uh, Sunday Night Sex Ed with Dr. Drew. It was going to be super fun. Wow. We were <laughs> so looking forward to it. And then, boom, you know, stuff just is getting yanked. I know everybody out there listening has had sporting events or concerts or something fun they were looking forward to that's getting canceled. And that's a bummer. But you know what I did? I just logged into Instagram yesterday and somebody forwarded me Chris Martin doing a half hour Instagram live and performing his stuff. And this is what's going to be happening more and more. So I would tell people who, any if you're at the least bit creative or you have some information you want to share or doing like what Josh and I are doing, we're remotely uh, working and podcasting, get get on there and start getting used to it and start getting practice and start putting your face out there. If you have stuff that you want to share, now's the time because people are at home watching and they need content and they need entertainment. And I will say this too, we keep hearing all these stories of like, well, Shakespeare wrote King Lear when he was in quarantine and all these like beautiful pieces of art and literature came out of medical quarantines. Um, they didn't have the internet, okay? They weren't at home like surfing, looking at stuff. So I will tell everybody this. I personally yesterday realized this was happening. Oh, it's way too easy to go down the internet rabbit hole and not actually produce or make anything. Oh, yeah. And so I said, I have to do two things a day. I have to make, t- I have to make progress on two things a day. So yesterday we have a television project that we're pitching that we had to put some final touches on a sizzle. So I did that. And then I did a 40 minute uh, cooking video. So I was like, okay, I did my two things. So I have to like get off the internet, stop reading all the terrible news about how everybody's yes. dying yeah. and just create two things a day. That's a yeah, and, and it is interesting. I was just thinking about this, you know, when, when you have something disruptive like this, um, you know, you know, Savings Angel, my last company, that's, we made millions of dollars because of the economic downturn, right. because we provided a solution to help people save money. And everybody at the time was really interested in yep. saving money. And so I think another thing to ponder over is how can I use this event to help people in a way, but yet I can absolutely thrive and flourish 
through helping people recover. And guess what? I mean, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to need a lot of help. Uh, And so what is it that we can do? In your case, you know, maybe it is, um, you know, entertainment in a new way. Uh, And I think that, um, Anna, and I'd love your perspective on this. How do you see this event, you know, where we've all kind of, you know, social distancing and all that sort of thing. I see this uh, as something that is going to, uh, I think we're going to learn a lot of lessons from this. And I think a lot of people are going to look at their business and say, okay, you know, how can I virtualize uh, aspects of my, what I do? Um, But, but, you know, I, I think you've pointed out a couple of things. Um, but, but what other lessons do you think that business owners in particular will learn as a result of going through this experience? I I think you, I think all of us are doing a bit of self-reflection and yes, I agree. This is going to be a nine 11 level of disruption and game changer for how we proceed as a society. And obviously we want the, the economic stuff to get back and flowing again. But I think that we're going to, I actually ultimately think we're going to wind up improving on stuff because I, very, very early on, I've been working remotely, and I think that <laughs> the more that we can figure out how to work remotely and also be, you know, the whole thing with the, remember the California gold mine, it wasn't the people who made the money actually getting the gold, it was people selling the pickaxes and the supplies mm-hmm. and the shovels mm-hmm. and the pans, et cetera. And, um, and so I think if you, if you get inspired to ideas of how to, pe- how to make people work remotely, I, I have had an evil, uh, uh, overarching goal, and I say evil like I'm an evil um, cartoon villain. I have wanted to get every American back in their kitchen to make real food. That's been a goal of mine. And yeah. I feel like in a way, I've accomplished that. Um, not because I've had any, anything to do with the lockdown or the pandemic, but now every Amer- I have this opportunity where every American is in the kitchen. So it would be foolish for me not to be for just consistently every day doing cooking videos, telling people, okay, you're, you're, you have to be here. You bought a bunch of food. Now what do you do with it? Most of my audience are people who are coming from the standard American diet and processed foods and pick up and take out to now they want to cook at home and they've never boiled water before. Yeah. So, you know, I'm used to this. I got this. I'm, I'm ready. So, but you got to keep thinking about opportunities like that. Okay. Well, where, how can we, put this into that because it really sucks if you're in hospitality or restaurant and now you've got to do something else. I totally get it. It's a crappy place to be right now. It, it will pass. I know it will pass. Anna, what gave you the audacity to think that you could start a cookbook? <laughs> so we have enough cookbooks, <laughs> right? Great, plenty of cookbooks. You know what? It was my friend, Vinny Tordrich, who I podcast with, who's the one who talked me into it because I didn't understand. Here's what happened. I was celiac and I was making all of these delicious gluten-free treats you know, red velvet cake and key lime tart and, and whoopie pies and all these <laughs> yummy things. And then I just started putting on weight. And at the time I was still working a lot on camera and I was like, well, crap. <laughs> what am I <laughs> I wanna- Not good for job security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I was like, I met my friend Vinny and I was on a show that had been canceled a couple years before. And I went into a pretty dark depression about that oh, show. And I think sorry. that actually really shaped me. No, it's okay. Cause it shaped me to go. I never want to feel that disempowered again, mm. where, where it's like in Hollywood, you could have a beautiful, wonderful thing. And it just, for whatever reason, they're like, no, like a new president comes in. He's like, no, not that. Or like, it's so, it's you're just can be dismissed so easily and it's a very disempowering feeling and i did not like that and so Vinny calls me and said let's podcast and he tells me you know 
you need to cut out the sugars and the grains. I was like, no, I have already cut out gluten. I am not cutting out all the other sugars and grains. That's where my entire comfort is. And then he was right and I did it and I lost weight. And I started turning all my recipes into NSNG, what he calls no sugars, no grains. That's his trademark. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, he told me, he's like, you need to assemble these into a cookbook. And I was like, why? You can literally punch into Google anything that's in your fridge and, and get 2 million recipes. Yeah, right. Why do I need to do a cookbook? And he said, just wrap it up nicely with a bow and they will buy it. And they have. And then I insanely made a second one. And it was just as hard as the first one, although I had that sof- sophomoric expectation of it not being. It certainly was. And then, But also, too, I had to learn food photography because I found out it was going to cost about $50,000 to photograph the recipes. And so I, that was another thing. I was like, well, put all, pull myself up by my bootstraps and learn how to do food photography. And wow. I did it. Wow. So, well, congratulations on that. Now I love food photography. And now so, I have to turn down offers to go shoot people's uh, food spreads because I'm like, nah, I'm not interested in that. So obviously these books are available on Amazon. Do you, you have a website in support of Eat Happy and Eat Happy Too? Yes. Uh, my website, com or eathappycookbook.com has uh, all the information. But yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound.org. You can go uh, enter your zip code and find out the local bookshop near you where you can order it from or get it from. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love I love the socials. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are tend to be where I spend most of my time because I can do live video and interact with folks. Yeah, Anna. So Anna's website is Anna Vocino, A N N A V O C I N O dot com, and then that'll have everything that we're talking about with Anna. Yes. You know, Anna. Obviously, one thing that has been a, a, a kind of a fantasy of mine, and I, you know, I know the work and effort that it takes since I've just not been able to do it, but I, uh, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen for me if I really want it that badly, but, uh, you know, doing voice acting and I've got a good friend of mine, Tim Page that, uh, yeah, Yeah, he's he's, great. Oh yeah. He's done some great work. Did you, did you see the video that he posted, um, singing Hamilton? No. Oh, he, he's, I think he's just so talented. He is very Um, talented. Yeah. Uh, so how did you start that? And is that something that someone who like me has a fantasy of doing it? Oh, uh, is that something you can do part time? Here's the thing with voiceover and I'm going to say it with a couple of caveats. Yeah. I'm going to say anybody who wants to do it can do it. And I am proof of that. It's nothing, it's nothing so special about my voice that it's like, Oh, she's got that Demi Moore thing. Like, I, I mean, I can <laughs> if I need to, I can do many voices, but uh, anyone can do it, but most people won't put the work in. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, the way I got started was, uh, first of all, I was working in my home market in Atlanta at, already as an actor, and, and I, um, I just wanted to do it. So I took a class and they said, you could be good at it. And that was just sometimes what you need to hear is you need to hear somebody tell you, you, you could actually do this for you to mm. open up your belief system, which by the way, I'm a huge, we could do another episode on beliefs because what, what had to happen in order for me to get to the level where I am was crack open all those negative beliefs that said I couldn't. And I would systematically crack them open, then notice there would be a jump and a jump and jump in my bookings and my revenue in, in the, in my connections and everything. So I, I researched all the coaches and then I narrowed it down to Nancy Wolfson. She's at braintracksaudio.com. She's the best. 
Um, she was the best for me. You have to find the best person for you because it is, it is a people interacting thing. And uh, she produced my first demo and I got with my first agent and um, this all is skipping like a bunch of steps, but and at the time I had a small child, she's all grown up and in college now, but I, you know, I was reading to my child constantly and, and there's all the this <laughs> confluence of events that kind of made it the right fit. So, but I think people, and I'm not saying you at all, because I am asked on a daily basis, multiple times a day, how do I get a voiceover? Yeah. And I always punt them over to Nancy because I'm like, she'll, she's the one she'll, she'll do, she'll do it all for you. Um, but I, I, uh, I feel like a lot of people ask this question and they want to hear it's easy and it's yeah, oh, no. not easy. Right. And, and, and it's in the sense of, uh, it might be easy if you have a natural affinity for it, that'll, that'll take away like some of the hardship of getting your talent up to speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it's just constant selling yourself and getting the agent. Once you get agents, that makes it a lot easier because agents are still very much the gatekeepers of jobs. However, Mm -hmm. that being said, I mean, of the more high profile jobs, that being said, you could do, uh, you could contact, you could market yourself to say a medical device company and say, Hey, I'm, I'm great at medical narrations. I'm a very, you know, I'm happy to narrate stuff for you. You can market yourself to your local television station. Say, hey, I would love to do your imaging stuff, your promos, whatever. You could market your. There are a lot of ways that you can market yourself. And in fact, I know a lot of voice actors who don't have agents and are not in the union and are making three hundred, four hundred thousand, working from home, narrating things like that. So it's you can do it. You just gotta get in there and and uh, start you know, making these forward steps and taking the actions. And most people, when I tell them what they need to do, they won't even go to Nancy's website and listen to a demo. And I'm like, well, then it's not, it's not, it has to be coming from within you. You know what I mean? Like it has to be like, you have to be driven to do it. Yeah, for sure. Now you've had some great jobs. Uh, Do you mind kind of rattling off uh, some of your... uh some of your notable I'm bad at rattling off because I I've I, got it right here if you want me to rattle off yeah, so you can rattle off yeah so you've done a lot of Jimmy Kimmel uh yes. the office I yes. so you've worked McDonald's Disney AT&T yep. uh everybody basically everybody. I, I think it would be easier for me to say who you haven't yet done <laughs> voice work for um so v, MTV celebrity deathmatch um, so when that was doing- my first animation job, and that was in 2006, and I voice matched Kristen Kirsten Dunst, Kristen Dunst. I don't know Kirsten how to say Dunst, it. Sure. And uh, and Celebrity Deathmatch was that show where they would just spoof all the celebrities, so you didn't yes. have to like be super exact, you know. Yeah. And uh, but that opened up for me um, that I could do voice matching, which I've done a lot of. You can get, a, in fact, there's a lot of credits not listed there. Like uh, I voice matched Marissa Tomei in Crazy Stupid Love and Kate Winslet in Divergent and Maria Bello in Third Wave or Fifth Wave. I can't remember what that movie was. Like yeah. a, t- a ton of movies where you can get a contract on the movie and they need they can't get the celebrity in to say loop the movie. You know, they're changing. Di- it's called ADR, Additional Dialogue Recording. Oh, and they want to like have. A perfect example of ADR is when you're on the airplane and you're watching the yeah. movie and you hear a voice that's similar to theirs and you hear like you hear them say like fire pants instead of cussing or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Like, the Samuel Jackson, Samuel yeah. Jackson ones are the best. <laughs> yeah, snakes on a fire pants plane. You're like, wait, what? Did he say that? <laughs> okay. 
that's a perfect example of ADR. And they, they yeah. would get somebody who sounds like the actor to come in and do that. So that's like a, a thing. And of course, nobody can, you can't really talk about it. It's not like, hey, guess what? <laughs> I did this thing. It's like, no one cares. But yeah. it's a good way to make money and, and get residual income. Yeah. Well, Anna Vocino, you are a delight. Um, your website is annavocino.com. And uh, so you, you are actively producing a podcast. Is that where you're part of a yes, podcast? Yes, I, I do the Fitness Confidential podcast with Vinnie Tortorich. Uh, and of course, my cookbooks, Eat Happy and Eat Happy Too, are, are low carb. They're Low carb's having quite a moment right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're ahead of the curve on that one, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But no, it's just, it's real food recipes. It's how I cook and eat at home. I, I do cooking videos all the time. I've got them on YouTube. I do Facebook Live videos. I have a Facebook group with about 8,000 people in it and um, who are all there talking about because low carb people are like trying to figure this out, you know, and uh, I would say this to keep your immune system up. It would be really smart to cut out the sugars and the grains and cut out the processed foods. Yeah. I'll need a little boot right about now. No doubt about it. Anna Vocino, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.